It's wonderful to be with you all today. Today, as we light the Advent candle of joy, that's the pink one. It's wonderful, it has been wonderful to be back with you these past five months. <laughs> Praise God. And yet, even as we continue to celebrate joy, we know that one's life can't be full of joy all the time, right? Sometimes we're sad, sometimes we're lonely, sometimes we feel a little lost. Life sometimes feels like we're wandering through the wilderness, like we're making our way through the wilderness, and the sun is starting to set, and the cold of night is starting to come. And the path in front of us is getting harder to see. We're not quite sure where we are. We're not quite sure where we're going. We're not quite sure where along the path lions may lurk, lions who might want to eat us for dinner. We're not quite sure where we ourselves might find dinner, or at least get a drink of water to relieve our thirst. We follow the news with everything going on in our world today about the potential impeachment. I can barely even say it. <laughs> about the potential impeachment. About ongoing violence in our streets. About our environment, about plastics in our oceans. And we're scared and we're confused. We're not quite sure where we as a nation, where we as a world, where we as a planet are going. And we feel like we're in the wilderness. We feel like we're in the wilderness when we're not quite sure where we ourselves personally are going. Maybe we're still grieving the loss of a loved one. Maybe we don't want to bring ourselves to not set a place at the table for them this Christmas. Maybe we miss them so deeply. Wilderness. Maybe we're looking for a companion, a life partner, a special friend, and we're so frustrated because we're not getting anywhere and we don't want to go through the holidays alone again. Wilderness. Maybe we look back at the past year and look at everything we haven't done. Maybe we look at, at the fact that we've nothing got done that we planned, and we look ahead to the new year, to 2020, and we wonder whether to even bother setting goals. We're not quite sure where we are. Wilderness. Thankfully, the holidays are here, so we fill our calendars with parties and concerts and church, with shopping and travel and cooking, so that we don't have to think about wandering in the wilderness, so that we don't have to think about trying to avoid the lions, trying to find dinner or get a drink of water. We can get very good at not thinking about danger and hunger and thirst 
in the wilderness. We can wander through the wilderness. We can make our way through the wilderness and not even know we are thirsty and not even know how thirsty we are. A couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine in Pittsburgh came up to me and gave me a great big hug. She's really good at giving great big hugs. And when she stepped back to look at me, she almost gasped. She said, Chad, you look different. You look happy. <laughs> she, yeah, it's shocking. <laughs> she and I hadn't seen each other since my coming back on staff here at Middle Church. And a few weeks later, another friend of mine in Pittsburgh said almost the exact same words. He said, Chad, you look different. You look good. <laughs> What are you doing in your life differently? Tell me, because I want to know for myself. Sometimes we can be thirsty and not even know it. The About a year ago, I moved from serving a church here in York City, our sister church, Marble Collegiate Church, and I left that ministry to live full-time in Pittsburgh with my husband. I got a job as a part-time, temporary administrative assistant at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. I had thought, I had planned, I had assumed that I would work in an office part-time and that I would also pastor at a church part-time. In Western Pennsylvania, a lot of the churches there don't have enough money to pay for a full-time pastor, and so there are a lot of positions available for part-time pastors. But I hadn't realized how conservative Western Pennsylvania is. Some of you I know are from there. <laughs> And so for whatever reason, maybe because I am in a same-sex marriage, maybe because I am not white, more likely because I am in a same-sex marriage and I am not white, <laughs> I'm not serving as a part-time minister in Western Pennsylvania. And it's been hard. This past year has been really hard. I've filled my calendar with other ministries, and I've had some amazing opportunities. I've officiated at weddings in New York City, in New Orleans, in South Africa, near Cape Town. I've served a church for three weeks in St. Croix in the U.S. Virgin Islands. I've continued to serve on the board of directors of Room for All, a not-for-profit organization that advocates for the welcome and full affirmation of LGBTQ people in the Reformed Church in America. Yes. Some of you know that the Reformed Church in America is one of the two denominations to which Middle Church belongs. It is the denomination in which I was ordained, and it is the denominations that never fully <laughs> acknowledged my ministry because I am in a same-sex marriage. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done from within the denomination to make changes. So I've had some amazing ministry experiences, but the past year has been hard. The past year, 
I have had thirst. And I didn't realize that not only was I thirsty, my soul was parched. In our scripture reading today, the author talks about the land being parched, the burning sand and the deserted ground, the thirsty ground. Our scripture is set around 539 BCE. The Jewish people are living under Babylonian Empire rule. And in 539, something new happens. A new king enters, the king of Persia, and suddenly the Jewish people find themselves under the rule of the Persian Empire. And this king, who has seen the Jewish people, some of them are living in Judah, and some of them are living in exile, for they have been sent over to Babylon to prevent those living back home from rebuilding the temple. And King Cyrus of Persia tells them to return home to rebuild the temple. And so it is to this audience of Jewish people living in exile under former Babylonian rule who are about to go home. It is to this audience that the prophet speaks. And the prophet comforts them. The prophet says, be strong, do not be afraid. The prophet reminds them that God is still with them. After all, being in their situation, it's very easy to think that maybe God has forgotten them. The prophet reminds them that God is still with them and God is still powerful. The prophet writes, your God is here and God will come and save you. And the prophet, speaking to this group of Jewish people who were under exile in Babylon, shares with them the vision for their future, a vision where the burning sand becomes a pool, a vision where the thirsty ground becomes springs of water. A highway shall be there, and this highway shall be called the Holy Way. Now back then, the only way between Babylon and home in Jerusalem was to journey northwest along the Euphrates River and then southwest through Syria. No one ever even thought about making the journey directly west, for this place was a desert. And yet it is this place that the prophet speaks about. It is this place where the land is parched, where God is creating a new way. It is this place where God will send waters to burst forth in the wilderness. A few months ago, I happened to be in New York City, and I connected with Jackie, our senior minister. And when Jackie saw me, she saw quickly how unhappy I was. She said to me, Chad, we're in the process of looking for a new minister, and the search will probably take a few months. What would it be like for you to come back and be with us for a few weeks? 
It was a path I had never thought about before. And I'm happy to say that since coming back, the thirst, the parts of my soul that were parched have been relieved. Amen. For the past five months, we have celebrated together. The past five months, we have celebrated joy in our lives. We have worshiped together. We have been in small groups together as we talk about our grief, as we talk about exploring our call to ministry, as we sit in a pub with pizza and a drink and talk about the Bible. It is remarkable to me that since being away, the amount of ways in which this church continues to grow. There are so many new faces here. There are so many new ways in which you are finding to give back to this community and to the world. There are so many ways in which Middle Church's impact in the outer world is even bigger and stronger and is attracting more people to come in through these doors. During the past five months, it has also been amazing for those of you whom I knew before to see the ways in which you have grown, to see the ways in which God has been working through your life. Maybe you have had cataract surgery and so you can see differently. Some of you have had hip surgery and I see a complete transformation. Yes, Achebe, I'm talking about you. <laughs> In the way that you carry yourself, it's a complete transformation. And there's so many other stories of people who continue to work with your recovery, about people who grow up and go to college. <laughs> it has been such remarkable privilege to see the ways in which God continues to work through your lives. During the past five months, I've also had the chance to move my ordination from the Reformed Church in America to the United Church of Christ. This denomination that fully welcomes me just as I am, this denomination that celebrates my ministry because of who I am. This one transfer has been so important in my life. It has completely changed my understanding of who I am in relationship to God, who I am as a minister, and who I am as a child of God. The thirst has been relieved, and joy has entered in. Joy has entered into my ministry in a new way that I had never imagined before. And all of this, this path, had never even been a thought in my mind. When you find yourself wandering through the wilderness and it feels like you're trying to make your way through the wilderness and you're not quite sure where you're going, where the lions are lurking, know that even though you feel like you're wandering through the wilderness, maybe like this, there is another place out there there is another place that is even wilder, that is even more unknown, more uncharted, more unmapped, 
That place is where God is. That place is where God has created a new way for you and me and for all of us. In that place, God has created a path and has watered that path with springs and streams and pools. And God has planted and nurtured that path with reeds and rushes. On that path, the prophet tells us, God's people will return and come home with singing, with singing. Everlasting joy shall rest upon them. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Everlasting joy shall rest upon each one of us. So the prophet has spoken And so we, the people of God, dare to listen and to believe. And so we, the people of God, as we come home with singing, rejoice. And we rejoice. And we rejoice. Amen.